Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. He is the author of a new book called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. He is a former entertainment CEO who kind of does his own thing as far as work-life equation. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Todd. Thank you, Jordan. I'm really excited to be here. So just very briefly, we're going to get into it in much more detail, but just kind of give us the, the brief history of how you became a CEO in the entertainment world and then gave it all up. So just kind of give us the, the context and we'll get into more details about how it works. So I have enjoyed an international career. Um, I've worked with Hollywood for about 25 years, all of that in Asia. And uh, I, I love the entertainment business, but I like my life more. And so, you know, the work-life equation balance just seemed to be tipping increasingly. And I opted for early retirement so I can go and do my own thing. And I continue to be based in Asia, um, but I have full discretion over my time. And, uh, and I enjoy being able to do things like speak with you. What tipped the balance from wanting to work for a corporation and all the hecticness of that and saying, I just don't want to do it anymore, and now I want to do it my own, my own way? You know, I wish I could say that it was a decisive event, but it was a gradual uh, shift. And really, my, the, the whole notion of enrich and my thinking about the work-life equation it actually started in my final semester at Columbia Business School. And that's where I began to incubate these ideas. And, and when I was in business school, you know, I noticed that many of my classmates, um, many of whom are, are brilliant, um, they seem to make really foolish short-term decisions about career um, based at that time on the size of a signing bonus. And I, uh, that just struck me as very curious. And I, I wondered, can we be bought so easily? And so that's what really started this obsession with the work-life equation and trying to understand the relationship between time, money, and success. So right now we have a lot of people who are hurting because of the pandemic, uh, unemployment, food lines, people getting foreclosed upon, evicted from their places. It's kind of hard for a lot of people to think about an enriched life where they're just trying to survive. How does this enriched concept fit into the times we're in today? Yeah, these are very difficult times to be certain. And these times actually very much support the whole notion of enrich, which unlike many self-actualization, self-enrichment books, enrich recognizes the importance of financial security. Many happiness books actually treat money as a dirty word, but certainly for many people and especially for professionals, we can't in fact, we cannot ignore the fact that money matters. And so it's, it's really recognizing the foundational aspect of trying to accelerate financial security as quickly as possible 
And for all the reasons, Jordan, that you've just cited um, in terms of the current stresses of this pandemic, that underscores the whole reason uh, and value of having financial security uh, as quickly as one can create it. So a lot of people now are working from home. Uh, some people would say that's better. You don't have the commute and so on. Some people would say it's worse than that. You're never off the clock. You're always available. Yes. Uh, how does your, you're an expert in work-life balance. How does the fact that most people are working from home today affect the work-life balance and how can you do it in a better way so you can have more balance instead of having your job take over your life completely? Yeah. So lots of, lots of issues there. You know, the, 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 the cute, the commute that we used to have pre-COVID served a useful purpose. It created a dividing line between work and home. We often blurred and crossed that line, but there was a dividing line now. And, and, and now there is no dividing line. And when the commute involves going from the couch to the kitchen table, it does create I think a lot of issues and um, there have been studies, uh, one reported by the Wall Street Journal that says that many people consider that work from home uh, makes them as productive, if not more productive than being in the office. But the downside of that is that on average, people are working 26 hours more each month. And so I guess there are a few ways to address this. First and foremost, um, one needs to demarcate and create boundary lines where none exist now. And especially regarding weekends and evenings um, and to have discipline in creating that. But also I think there's a larger issue at play. And given that many commutes now do move from the couch to the kitchen table, there's this overall sense that we're, we, we've lost control, that, that we're victimized. And so creating intentionality every day to be deliberate about what you want to accomplish and what will make today a meaningful day, you know, that's one very practical way that people can begin to enrich their lives. Why don't you um, talk about specifics about that? How can one create intentionality? Do you create lists or what are some practical things you can do to take so, control of time? So practically wake up in the morning and ask yourself, what will make today a great day? And ask yourself that question on a professional level, on a personal level, and on a financial level. And when you consider those questions, then kind of project and fast forward to the end of the day. And as you're winding down and trying to consider, you know, what will enable you to say like, wow, I really made the most of this today. And once you've identified that, then with intentionality, go and make it happen. But often, if we don't identify what we want to accomplish, then of course we don't accomplish it. And so it's really just, just being very conscious upfront about what you want to accomplish. 
um, and then make it happen. So you talk about the dividing line. So if you are working at home and you get emails or phone calls after the dividing line, after you're on home time, you just don't respond to them, you don't answer the calls. How do you enforce your, your dividing line? Yeah. So look, it, it, it's, I think that it, it's every situation is different. Um, and clearly, if there's an emergency, allowances need to be made. But generally speaking, the best way to approach this is to have discussions with your counterparties. Um, and that may be your colleagues, that may be your boss, that may be certain business partners partners and to say look I have a family and my family time is important and say you know I'm here for you the hours I'm here for you and if there's an emergency I'm always here for you but if it's not critical then you know please allow me the flexibility to get back to you first thing in the morning and to and to have those kinds of conversations and most often, people welcome those conversations because they want the same kind of arrangements and structure in their personal lives. And so it's, it's, it's reciprocal. Yeah. Uh, you have a website where a lot of this material is there called Enrich 101. Tell us some of the things at your website. Sure. So I have a blog where I provide on a very regular basis, uh, articles based on whatever's going on in the world and practical tips that people can put into place regarding all of the very uh, all the various themes of enrich, whether that be on a on a financial basis, on a personal basis, or on a professional basis. Okay, and is there like a community around this whole thing where people can interact with each other? No, I think that's a future aspiration, um, you know, but it, it's, it's really interesting you ask about community because a, a few days ago I, I gave a global webinar uh, and participants from 118 countries signed up and that just blew my mind and the level of discussion and interaction both before and after that webinar um, has really opened my eyes into how globally that these issues are and that many professionals around the world are trying to thread you know, these work-life issues and trying to create financial security. And it's, it's more difficult now in these times and so, you know, clearly um, people seem to resonate around some of these ideas. And so I, I, I may be adding some community features sometime in the future. What were some of the specific things that came out of that webinar and the interaction uh, that you can pass on some wisdom that came from that whole group interaction? You know, it was really interesting because um, when you have 118 countries or par participants from 118 countries, you have the full spectrum. And, you know, I think that uh, many of the questions, to my surprise, focused on the financial. I, I expected it to be more work-life. 
and uh, and most of the financial questions were really about the nuts and bolts of trying to engineer financial security. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you also are a very big believer in helping, helping children in various ways. You've uh, done contributed to a lot of children's charities. H- how do children grow up in this environment where they're living at home, they're doing their work <laughs> virtually? Uh, how does that affect the whole work-life balance? Because you're, you're so interested in what's children about all this yeah so you know it's my soft spot and and i have contributed considerably over the years to children's um causes i think that it's um i i can only tell you from my personal experience you know but many of either my relatives or my friends who are going through this, um, they think this is actually from a life development point of view, this is a, a great opportunity because they're bonding in ways that they've never bonded before with their family. And that's a positive, you know, the learning aspects. And there's, there's, there's a lot of data that's coming out now to suggest that online education is is suboptimal to the real thing. Yeah. But from a family development, personal development, relationship perspective, I, I, I think that we should all look at this as being a, a positive and a great opportunity to kind of forge the kinds of bonds that in an ordinary course of business, we might not have. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. His book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. And you can find out more at his website, which is enrich101.com. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. 
If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth in Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthinequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. His book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. A uh, website to find out more about what he does is enrich101.com. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thank you. So let's talk about the financial, as you say, that was what was really important to people. In today's world, what are some steps people can take to become financially independent and create a stream of passive income? Yeah. So I think the whole idea is to work your money rather than work for money. And for many people, this involves a mindset shift toward prioritizing cash flow over capital gains. And, you know, that can be a struggle for some people because our culture seems to celebrate um, stock market investing and, you know, attempting to buy low and sell high. The thing about chasing capital gains, though, is it can make you wealthy but the performance is situational and predictable, which doesn't necessarily create financial security. And so for financial security, you want income that is dependable. And so I believe there are five characteristics of enriching income streams, and that is that they're passive, recurring, predictable, diversified, and tax efficient. Um, when beginning to engineer financial security, I think that an Aztec metaphor is a really uh, useful way to, to get your arms around this. Because if, if, if you imagine an Aztec pyramid um, has a very strong foundation and it is built layer by layer and it's built to last. And that is exactly how financial security should be built. And at, at this time, when there is so much hardship, um, what I encourage many people to focus on is you know, that foundation, is making sure that you have a strong foundational base upon which when hopefully the situation improves, 
then people begin, can begin to layer on income streams uh, that set atop that found foundation. So what would be some examples? I mean, we have very low interest rates today. In fact, in many parts of the world, you have negative interest rates. You're not only earning something, you're losing principal guaranteed in advance with a negative interest rate. Yet yes. people don't want to take risk. You just can't keep all your money in the money market fund and CD and create any kind of a decent cash flow. What are some vehicles you would recommend people use to create a positive income stream uh, in today's low interest environment? Yeah. So, look, uh, I think the way I approach it is a pretty realistic way. Um, and like, like all approaches, it needs to be diversified. So for me, I use a combination of real estate, uh, private credit, private equity, and traditional public market investing um, with a particular bias toward closed-end funds, which tend to give a couple extra uh, points on, on the yield. These, these are so, bond, you're talking about bond, closed-end bond funds of various types. Yes, yes. Some are, some are blended. Munis are quite good, depending upon which tax bracket that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, but but closed-end funds, because they are typically levered, you know, that, that, that they do tend to outperform other kinds of fixed income. Um, there is a downside to that, too. I mean, lately, interest rates have been rising quite a bit. So if you have a leveraged closed-end fund, that works against your net asset value more dramatically when rates are rising. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it could, which is why, Jordan, um, I prefaced everything by saying that one needs to be diversified in what you are doing. And yeah. so, right, and, and, and so I wouldn't bet the bank on any one thing. Um, so just give us some, some closed-end funds that you like just to give people a sense of some of the ones that you think are good. Currently. Okay, so I, I, I've just uh, I've I've just acquired, in fact, one called RA, and this Real Associates, and it's a fixed income fund um, that is blended uh, many different kinds of real estate exposure, but its performance it is probably commensurate with the risk. Um, but for a small allocation, I think it is worthwhile. I also personally am invested across uh, several muni bond funds, national muni bond funds, and those have been doing very well for, for me. And I think in this particular economic climate that you know, there's been some implicit Fed support toward municipals. And so, for me, um, parking some money in munis uh, is for is a good place to put cash. So you're not and, concerned about the financial strains on municipalities, with their tax revenues having plunged and their expenses having gone up, and they still haven't gotten the federal stimulus money. You still think it's going to work out okay? I do, especially if you have diversified. Um, on a national level so that you're not dependent upon any one geography. Mm -hmm. But, you know, given, given the kind of, uh, given the kind of accommodative posture the, the Fed seems to be taking to try to, uh, 
to support the economy. Um, you know, that is encouraging, I believe, um, for municipal investment. So that's closed end funds. How about real estate? Are you talking about real estate investment trusts or physical real estate? How would you play real estate to create a flow of passive income? So for me, I do it on two levels. I have a uh, I have direct ownership in single-family homes um, in the largest asset class in the world, and that's something that I have been building over a number of years. Um, but I added actually quite a few properties in the past year, and so it's something that I continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that you know, for American taxpayers, um, real estate. It is just one of the most uh, desirable places to generate uh, in- income. And so I am uh, very positive on single family homes for that reason and have had a very good track record and success with that. And for further diversification, I also invest in multifamily. But I do that um, really through private equity placement. Mm-hmm. On the single-family homes, are you concerned that prices have gone up too much, that there's a kind of a speculative fever and bidding wars making it more difficult to earn a decent return if you're doing it for rental income? Well, it depends on where you are buying, of course. Um, but... Certainly, I can say in my experience, and the last deal I closed was about five weeks ago, um, that has not been the case. I think it's important to, uh, to be careful about where, where you focus your investing. And years ago, I took the approach to ignore the popular, uh, the popular geographies among investors. Mm-hmm. And I and I focus on less obvious places, but places with strong population and job growth, and more importantly, desirable places where people want to live. And what particularly, yeah. What are yeah. some cities that you like? In that, that so, place? so I have two U.S. portfolios. One is in Lexington, Kentucky, which is the sixtieth uh, largest metro area in in the country the other area is east of los angeles in ontario california it's about 35 miles east of los angeles not exactly a bedroom community but it's it's but that area is anchored by a major international cargo airport Um, and both of those areas are uh have strong track records of population job growth um, and I've been invested in now for many, many years. Uh-huh. And, as far and as I multi-family, continue to invest. Multifamily, are you doing uh, syndications or are you doing real estate investment trusts? How would you do multifamily? So, so I, because I'm so in, invested in real estate, I don't do REITs, um, and I prefer more longer-term private equity plays, um, mm-hmm. and that is through very geographically diversified, broadly speaking, focused on the southern half of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So you're actually doing syndications where you're 
part of a syndicate buying an entire rental building yes. of some kind. Uh -huh. Yes. yes. Why do you not like REITs? Well, I, I, nothing wrong with REITs, but REITs are stocks, um, and there can be volatility with that. And just given my other real estate exposure, I just don't need that volatility in my portfolio. Very good. It's All a right. personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. His new book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. You can find out more about him and his uh, books at enrich101.com. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. His book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. You can find out more at his website, which is enrich101.com. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thank you, Jordan. So we talked about real estate as an income-producing vehicle. We talked about closed-end funds. 
another area you say is private debt. Uh, how do you invest in that for cash flow? Yeah, so I, over the past year, I've actually invested in a couple different bridge loans. Um, some are industry agnostic, or one is industry agnostic, one is real estate focused, and they tend to perform like an annuity, um, you know, with a decent yield. And so as part of a mix, um, you know, I find a, a place for these private debt placements. Okay. So you, you're saying it's important in all these things to have the correct mindset to have uh, cash flow over capital gains, as you're saying. How yes, does that affect so, your, your portfolio that you're looking at? If you have very little in capital gains, or what does your portfolio look like? Is it all cash flow? So... As I mentioned, I prioritize cash flow over capital gains. And so my mindset when I make any investment decision is I'm making a decision based on the quality of cash that can reasonably be expected to be generated from this investment. That means that my financial case doesn't depend on optimism um, and I'm not counting on appreciation. Of course, I welcome it, and over time, it, it naturally happens, um, but it's not part of my financial calculation. And so for, for me, I treat capital gains as, as a bonus. And this also means that by being so cash flow focused, it means that there are certain things that I don't do. And for example, in real estate, since since I don't base on optimism, you know, I'll never rehab or flip properties. That's just <laughs> not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've actually passed on some opportunistic funds, uh, some of which I've found to be fairly interesting that have emerged in the past year because of the economic climate. But at the same time, it's 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 these are distressed assets. And so there is no cash flow and you're counting entirely on appreciation at some point in the future. And that's just for me, that is too uncertain. It's too unpredictable. And so I have to be disciplined and not invest in such opportunistic funds. What do you think of all the speculation going on these days in highly volatile assets, whether it be Bitcoin or uh, going long stocks that are heavily shorted, like GameStop and the whole kind of Robin Hood phenomenon. Uh, there's a lot of speculation going on that day, and some people have done extremely well. What, what is your view of all that? Some people have done extremely well, and some people haven't. And, you know, we're all seasoned enough. We kind of know how this movie ends, and it's rarely a Hollywood ending. having come from hollywood you would know i suppose (laughs) yeah but it's just look i am um uh, i guess i'm as flabbergasted as many people um in some of the the hype stocks and just some of the enthusiasm over certain uh assets or even asset classes and i don't believe in trying to ride a momentum 
You know, I just, I tend to be much more conservative in my investing. And for me, conservatism has paid off and it's allowed me to retire at an earlyish age. I live at the beach and life is pretty good. Um, and I haven't had to take a necessary financial risk to get where I am. And so a conservative strategy works for, for me. Um, and I think for people who really are committed to building financial security, I would encourage them, uh, I, would, I would encourage everyone to, to, not, to not be greedy and to not feel pressured with FOMO, the fear of missing out, and to really just, just try to be sober and disciplined and where you are investing your hard-earned dollars and, and to be a little bit patient because usually patience pays off. You know, I think of Warren Buffett and his sage advice to, to be fearful when others are greedy. And I think that is exactly, um, exactly the way that we should react to some of these market manias. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, being a Hollywood person, how is, this, <laughs> how is this story going to end? You've seen this before. What is your prediction for uh, Bitcoin and uh, attacking the shorts and uh, SPACs and all the things that are going on today that are, I, I think, pretty hypey? Look, uh, I think there will be some winners. But there will be a lot of losers, and there will be a lot of unhappiness, and, you know, it may be a while before we have that kind of resolution, but 10 years from now, people will look back and think, well, what were they thinking? Um, and so that's why that, that we should really resist the temptation to be uh, lured by the fear of missing out. You know, I think that just patience and discipline are very much required. You have a lot of what you talk about, big picture budgeting in your book, and you talk about maximizers and minimizers. What are some of the, the maximizers and minimizers of budgeting? Well, so the whole notion of big picture budgeting is that the single thing that anyone can do to improve their financial situation is to create a budget. You know, in Money Magazine, um, uh, you know, they've reported in the past that people who have uh, written financial goals are twice as likely to honor their savings commitments. And so there's every reason to create a budget. But many people don't do that because it's very tedious and they give up. And so what I've tried to do is to try to create a simplified form of budgeting to, um, to basically drive at, at the information that, that people need without getting into the weeds of spending de details. And so that's the whole notion of big picture budgeting. You know, and the idea is that you want to maximize happy spending, which is consumption, 
you know, which is the cappuccinos and the clothes and the movie tickets. And you want to minimize uh, the unhappy spending, which are things like taxes and recurring costs. Yeah. So that's the big picture notion. You talk a lot in your book about getting into action and how people are frozen and don't act. What, what are some ways to kind of get over the inertia and actually have people implement some of your ideas? Yeah. So th- think that goals and goal setting um, occupy a very big part of this, this book. In fact, four of the, of the 13 chapters. And I took a different approach in trying to address this, this goal setting to- topic. I interviewed multiple world record holders, each who had created multiple world records. I mean, that's some serious goal setting and goal achievement there. And I wanted to understand um, how they do it. And to distill their strategies, you know, that first people operate with intentionality, you know, with rigorous intentionality, and we've already discussed that. Second is that they make sure that their goals resonate, that they're authentic and they're consistent with who they are and their values and priorities. And so resonance is is key. And the third is that they think big, but they act small. And they take baby steps toward getting to monumental goals. And that's usually where people get tripped up is if you're looking at a big goal, it can be daunting. It can be paralyzing. And so the way to overcome that is to deconstruct that goal, to reverse engineer, establish, you know, micro intermediate milestones, and then take baby steps toward the first milestone. When you've hit the first milestone, then baby steps toward the second and keep going. And that's the way that, that super achievers, you know, people who have established world records, that's the way that they do it. And I think that this is learning which anyone can implement, whether it's a financial goal or a professional goal or a personal goal. Now, when most people think it's a big leaps as opposed to small steps is what you're saying. Yes, and it's actually the opposite. Very interesting. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. Uh, His new book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. Uh, You can find out more at his website, which is enrich101.com. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the Internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, 
no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Todd Miller. His book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. His website, enrich101.com. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thank you. So let's say we've done what we've, you've said here. We've created a nice financial uh, established base of passive income. We've got our habits in place. Uh, we're budgeting well. We've got a good work-life balance. This is like everybody else in the world that has exactly what we're talking about here, right? This is a very common thing. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> this is very unusual. Uh, but once we have that, now let's take the, the meaning part of your, of your title here. And how can one create an enriched life that really does have meaning for you? Yeah. So, you know, I think what, what frustrates many professionals is that we, we confront a demoralizing gap between how we wish that we could spend our time and how we actually spend our time. And, you know, it's that disconnect which tends to actually seed so much unhappiness uh, among professionals. And so the real answer or the real solution is to to liberate your time so that you can dedicate it to whatever provides you meaning. And, and, And the solution really is creating what I call time wealth. So explain how to do that. Yeah. So there are two currencies in life. Um, you know, 
money gets all the attention, but it's, it's our relationship with time that has the biggest impact on life satisfaction. And so I think that we, we have a, a fairly promiscuous relationship with time, you know, that we, we don't treat time very respectfully. And so one way to create time wealth is to shift the perspective. Um, rather than think about time in scarcity terms, in terms of how little that we have, think about all the time that we have going forward. And, you know, if you sleep seven hours a night, that leaves you 17 hours each day, 6,000 hours each year to accomplish what's most important. Um, and that is, you know, this abundance mindset, it inspires, it empowers, and it provides a damn good reason to get out of bed if you use the time intentionally. And so all of these themes, Jordan, that we've been discussing in, throughout this, this hour are all interconnected. And so you see where goals and intentionality and financial security and time wealth, they all interplay. And if you can thread all those, then, you'll, then you're basically, when, when you control your time, you control your life and, and, and you can dedicate your time to whatever gives you meaning and purpose. And you that is specific things that you say to do that. One of them is to be unwilling to postpone. What do you mean? Yes. By that? So, so I, I actually have six strategies to create time, time wealth. And we've, we've spoken about the first to pivot to a, abundance, to be unwilling to postpone is really trying to understand what is most important to you in life. Um, in my semantics, you know, what is non-negotiable and to not postpone what is non-negotiable, you know, to, to get on with it. And yeah. that's the, and that's the opposite of what many people do and whether, whether a non-negotiable is, is having kids or taking your grandparents to Hawaii or, you know, or learning to tap dance. It's, it's really things that, that you think are the highest priority should be central to your life and should not be deferred. And that's the whole notion of unwillingness to postpone. And then you say to prioritize your time expenditures. How do you do that? Again, you're being pressed all the time by other people wanting you to do things that are important to them. How do you prioritize what's important to you? So... Well, first of all, you have to be respectful of your time, you know, and, and, and a couple years ago, the American Time Usage sur Survey um, broke out how Americans typically spend a day and uh, says that Americans spend five hours a day on leisure and sports. And so if that's the case, if we're all sort of, you know, leisurely uh, living for five hours a day, then why are we so unhappy? And so when you get down to it, um, a lot of that time is spent looking at screens, 
You know, and there was a Rand Corporation paper that came to the same conclusion. It, it asked, if Americans, you know, if Americans have so much time, why don't they exercise more? And the answer is because they don't use the time purposefully. That yeah. So you're saying people should do less time on their screens, less time on their phones and their computers. And just be more deliberate about how we use our time and, you know, and more discriminating in terms of avoiding those time sucks, you know, whether it's social media or looking at YouTube videos or whatever we do to kill time, because yeah. all that, it really does add up, you know, and so, so that's if you're more... And then you're saying you have to simulate urgency as well. What do you mean? How do you simulate urgency to take better control of your time? To create a false time pressure because we all operate more effectively when we have a deadline, real or, or, or imagined. And so it's to, to create an imaginary deadline to focus our energy and effort. Because if we think we have all the time in the world, we take all the time in the world. And then you said a mind opportunity cost. What do you mean by that as far as managing your time? Well, if, if you're spending an hour on YouTube, that means an hour you're not spending doing something else. And so to be aware of what you're giving up in whatever activity that you are doing. Yeah. Uh, in the two minutes or so we have left, why don't you kind of summarize what difference it would make in people's lives if they follow what you talk about in Enrich as opposed to the way most people live today? Sure. So the whole purpose of Enrich is to make life delicious, to enable you to create the life that you want and live it on your terms. And this process recognizes that financial security is foundational and upon which, you know, I think that both in terms of work as well as life strategies, there are a lot of counterintuitive ways that go against conventional wisdom that will in allow you to enrich your life. Very good. And it's doable. This is not just a fantasy for a lot of people. Again, in this environment of fear and uh, pain, you're saying it's still doable even in this pandemic times. It is 100% actionable. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Todd Miller. His book is called Enrich, Create Wealth in Time, Money, and Meaning. You can find out more at his website, which is enrich101.com. Thanks so much for giving some very interesting ideas to the audience, Todd. Thank you, Jordan. I've really enjoyed my time here. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.